When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Pie catcher. A series of true stories of the unceasing search for enemy spies in water. Based on the memoirs of Lieutenant Colonel Oreste Pinto of the Allied Counterintelligence Service. This week's story is entitled Logic and Lies. The part of Colonel Pinto is played by Bernard Archer. In the spring of 1945, the Allied armies were preparing for a big offensive. It was essential that the Germans should have no information about this, and I was kept busy in the villages just behind the front line, searching for stay-behind agents. I was billeted in a bombed-out cottage, and one morning, just after my orderly had brought me my mug of tea, I heard a jeep draw up outside. Orderly, you see who it is? Colonel Pinto here. Yes, what is it? Oh, sorry, sir. From Princess Arena Brigade, from Colonel Delden. A message for you, sir. Oh, thank you. The CO says to tell you it's very urgent, sir. Do you like it to come right away? Hmm. Give me five minutes, and I'll be with you. The way to the front line was tortuous and muddy marked by burned-out cottages and shell craters. And as we drove along, I could hear the distant exchange of fire as patrols sought for prisoners and information. This is as far as we can go, sir. The rest of the road is under fire from a high point over there. We'll have to walk the rest. Well, how far? About 50 yards, sir. And you'll have to keep your head down. We kept our heads down for 50 yards and finally found the camouflaged battalion headquarters. Oh, good morning, Colonel. I'm Captain Noord, adjutant of the battalion. Colonel Delden's waiting for you. Uh, will you come this way, sir? Uh, Colonel Pinter, sir. Oh, morning, Colonel. Good morning. Glad you came so quickly. Well, what's the trouble? No, oh, plenty. The fact is, we've caught a German spy, and it's important that you make him talk quickly. Where is he? Out there, on the guard. A German prisoner or a spy? Well, he's both. I'll tell you the story as quickly as I can. In about four days' time, we start a major offensive right along the line. It may be the last big offensive of the war. But before it gets underway, there's a bit of line straightening to be done. That falls to us, uh, my battalion. And we must start tonight. 
Uh, look at this map here. Here's my stretch of the front. Mm-hmm. Here are the boundaries. Here's a salient. It's high ground, a ridge. And its highest point is nearest us. Mm-hmm. It's about 1,400 yards east of here. The Germans have an observation post on top, heavily fortified. From here, they can see all along the front. And they can call down artillery fire on the roads behind us. Mm-hmm. The offensive is not on until we've cleared it and straightened the line. We have to attack tonight and hold the position for 24 hours. And then we'll be relieved by a fresh battalion, and the main offensive will begin. As you see, it's not an easy job. Uh, your teeth, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Captain. Our attack starts tonight. To be precise, at 0200 hours. We've had patrols out for several nights, and the ridge is heavily wired and booby-trapped. The Germans are determined not to lose it. They have heavy mortars dug in and a nest of machine guns. Our main hope is a surprise attack from the back of the ridge, the lowest part. Then we would overrun their defenses. I've given it a great deal of thought, and I've planned this attack in detail. Late last night, I held my old group, my briefing, in this room. Present, my second in command, my adjutant here, a battalion intelligence officer, a major representing divisional artillery, a liaison officer from brigade, and the liaison officer from the battalion on our right flank. When briefing was over and all the questions answered, the liaison officer from the next battalion apologized for having been late. He said he'd lost his way on the front and asked us to let his unit know that he'd arrived safely and was now on his way back. We then broke up to get some sleep. The captain can tell you the rest. Well, sir, I'm billeted in a barn about two fields away. There's a small room in the barn and it has a stove, uh, the kind with an iron chimney disappearing into the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was cold in the room when I got back, so I stoked the stove and then sat down next to it, uh, close to it, to think over the briefing before I turned in. Well, I must have dozed off. And then something awakened me. Uh, When I was only half awake, I knew that it was a sound coming from the stove. It was a ticking sound. I listened closely and I realized that it was Morse. The iron chimney leads into the main part of the barn. I just burst into the barn, and there was this liaison officer from the next battalion using the Morse transmitter. What then? Well, I told him I'd blow his head off if he didn't keep still. And then I marched him to the colonel. He's a cool customer. He admits he's a German. He says the real liaison officer wandered into the German lines and was captured last night. They read his papers, realized the importance of the briefing, and sent this one in his place. In Dutch uniform? In the liaison officer's uniform. He heard the whole briefing. When Nord caught him, he was already sending the message to his unit. The question is, how much did he send? What do my men face tonight? Well, have you asked him? Name, rank and number, and that's all he'll tell us. And the story of capturing this officer. Not a word more. We've tried everything. I've threatened to shoot him. He doesn't care. He won't talk. Well, can't you change the attack plan? If I have to make an alternative plan, I must know what he's sent. And you needn't treat him with kid gloves. Captain, how long were you asleep by the stove, you know? I don't know, sir. I might just have dozed off just for a minute, or it might have been five minutes or ten minutes. I've thought about it, but I just don't know. Have you tested this transmitter? The signals officer tested it, sir. Uh, It's in good order and will send Morse clearly in a radius of five miles. Hmm. What rank is this prisoner? He says he's a lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Brooker. He was posing as Lieutenant Aston of 3rd Battalion. He had all the right papers. Well, can I see him now? And I'd like to see him alone. The colonel can use my billet, sir. That do? Yes, that'll do fine. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, this is my belly, sir. And uh, that's the stove I was sitting at. Is this the chair you fell asleep in? Yes, sir. Uh, will this room do? Uh, yes, thank you. Yes. Uh, where's the prisoner? Oh, the sentry's bringing him now, sir. Oh, here they come. The prisoner, sir. Very good, Captain. I'll call you if I want you. Very good, sir. All right, Brooker, you can put your hands down. Guard, will you wait outside? Sir. Sit down, please. Name, rank, and number. My name is Kurt Brooker. My rank is Lieutenant. My number, 723748. What is your unit? I'm not obliged to answer. Oh. You're a German officer? Yes. Why are you wearing the uniform of an Allied officer? This battalion is planning an attack on my unit. I came to find out when and how. That's war, isn't it? How did you come into possession of that uniform? From a prisoner. I assure you, Colonel, that the owner of this uniform is quite well and unharmed. He lost his way last night and came into our lines. When we had searched him and read his papers, we felt that it was the, the fortune of war, a chance that could not be missed. So you were dressed up in his uniform, given his identity papers, and sent here? Yes. Who was this officer? A Lieutenant Aston of your 3rd Battalion. I had his papers. You understand that by wearing his uniform and presenting his identity papers, you became a spy? Yes. You know the penalty for spying? Yes. I expect your authorities to court-martial me and then shoot me. You're prepared for this? Yes. And the prospect doesn't worry you? No. I might just as easily have been killed when your troops attacked tonight. It was a very good assault plan. I don't think any of us on that ridge would have survived. You talk of this attack in the past tense, of course. How much of this information were you able to send? You would like to know. Now, let's be sensible about this, Brooker. You were caught in the act of sending this message. Therefore, you didn't complete it. What information were you able to send? You say you might have been killed on the ridge tonight. I say that you might have survived. In battle, there's always this chance. A soldier must believe it. Of course. Well, you're giving yourself no chance at all. Colonel, have you ever seen an attack such as was planned for tonight? It was a massacre of our men on the ridge. Your troops were to slip through our line to the rear of the ridge. Two companies. The sides are mined and the rear is in our lines. There is hand grenades, bayonets, screams in the dark. Not knowing if the blood on your face is your own or someone else's. But tomorrow my comrades will be alive. I think it's a good bargain. Do you? How long did you have to transmit this message? How much of this information did you send? Does this matter to you? Yes. My name is Kurt Booker. My rank is lieutenant. My number is 723748. That's all you'll say? Yes. You know that you're a spy? Yes. You ask for any special treatment? Any special privileges? No. Guard? Sir? You take the prisoner away. Yes, sir. Hands on your head. March. Brooker was a courageous young German officer, and I knew that it would be no use resorting to threats. I'd have to find some other way of getting the information from him. I don't know. He didn't tell me. Then shake it out of him. This is the front line, Colonel. Beat it out of him. And you threatened to shoot him. Did that do any good? 
No. And neither would beating him, as you call it. When you torture a man, he tells you only what he thinks you want to know. Now, this must be done my way. How long will it take? I don't know. We're putting in an attack tonight. You're still going ahead. The line must be straightened tonight. And my men must do it. This plan, the one he heard, is the right one. The chances of a quick success are high and the casualties will be low. I've considered the alternative plan. It's not good. We can take it by assault if that's what we must do, but there won't be much of this battalion left. Now, you want to know how much of the original plan you can keep. How much of it will still be a surprise, hmm? That, and how much of it they know. I can use that information to trick them. It'll help me. I'll accept the fact that they've been alerted. Yes. Captain, when you burst into the room and found Brooker with a transmitter, did he also have a code book? Uh, no, sir. Hmm, pity. Coding would have taken up some of his time. How long did he have from the time he left the briefing? I don't know, sir. Well, in your own estimate, what's the longest time he could have had? Well, perhaps... Well, perhaps as long as 15 minutes, sir. Time enough to send a complete message? Uh, yes, sir. You see, he left here about four minutes before me, sir. And also, I don't know how long I was asleep. No. Uh, when you went into this room and sat close to the stove, did you hear this clicking then? Uh, no, sir. If he had been sending at that time, were you close enough to the stove to hear it? Uh, yes, sir. I would have heard it. You're quite sure? Yes, sir. Very well. Let's take it that he had not started sending when you fell asleep. This sound wakened you. How long did you listen to it before you realized that it was Morse? About, uh, about half a minute, sir. Uh, maybe less. So we must find out how long you were asleep. Did you feel that you were only fractionally asleep, that you just dozed off and woke up? I really don't know, sir. I wish I did. It may have been only a minute, not more than ten. But if I have to question him again, I must know what he's supposed to have sent. Colonel, can you fill me in on the briefing he heard? He heard the complete plan of attack... It included the timing of each phase of the assault, the position of the start line, that the men will be on their start lines at 0150. Look at it on the map here. Two companies, one here and one here, and two in reserves waiting here and here. Ooh. It included the signal flares will be used to mark the start of each phase, the direction of the probes, the positioning of the supporting fire, and the direction and strength of the main assault. They only have the start of it. I can change that. I can even use it as a diversion. If they have more than that, I might as well tear this up and storm the place. But that will mean very heavy casualties. Yes. You can't postpone it. You can't make a feint to find out what they're expecting. We must clear these observation posts tonight. The plan for the big attack requires this. We're only a little thumbprint on the line. We do what we're ordered to do. Hmm. After he was caught, was he searched? Uh, yes, sir. He carried only the identity papers of the liaison officer. And, of course, the transmitter. Uh, he must have hidden the transmitter before he came to the briefing, sir. Well, that would have taken him a little time to recover it and to find this barn. Well, thank you, Captain. I I'd like to see him again. There isn't much time, Colonel. No. No, there isn't. Oh, here you are, sir. The prisoner's being brought to you now. Uh, before he arrives, Captain, um, when you found him at this transmitter... How did he react? Well, he just stopped and raised his hands. He was quite calm, sir. Didn't try to put up a fight. Oh! A prisoner, sir. Uh, post a guard on the door, Captain. Yes, sir. 
All right, Brooker, you can put your hands down. Sit down. Now, you've told me that Lieutenant Afton, the liaison officer, was taken prisoner by your unit. How did this happen? He came into our lines and was taken by a patrol. He said he'd lost his way in the dark. Yes, what then? They brought him back, unharmed. We searched him and read his papers. And as a result of this information, you were sent on this mission? Yes. Why were you chosen? Uniform fits and I speak Dutch. When you were caught, you were transmitting a message in Morse. Are you a signals officer? You say that the liaison officer said he'd lost his way. But what else did he tell you? Was he interrogated? Yes. What did he tell you? Enough to lead me to this headquarters, but you already know that. Yes, I know that. What else did he tell you? Well, there was very little time. I had to come to the briefing. As it was, I was late. Harry. The briefing had just started, but they filled me in. There were the usual questions at the end. I got the full story. You then left the headquarters? Yes. You then came to this barn, to the big room next door? Yes. You didn't know about the little room then? No. And so you were caught sending this information to the enemy? <laughs> Not to the enemy, Colonel. You are the enemy. To my own unit. Do you wish to make a point of this? Do you mean, do I claim that I was a German officer sending information to my own unit? Or that you didn't send this? That you didn't have time? You will know tonight, Colonel. Perhaps. I want to know who you are, Brooker. For a mission of this kind, an important mission, I believe that your unit would choose a specialist. You're either a signals officer or an intelligence officer. When you interrogated Lieutenant Aston, what did he tell you? I told you. How to get to headquarters? Yes, he must have told you more than that. He must have described the military road signs, told you the code name of this headquarters, the commanding officer's name, his own adjutant's name. All these things you must know if you're to impersonate him successfully. Colonel, when we questioned your lieutenant, he was frightened, you understand. But he told us what we wanted to know. Now, I thought very little of him as a soldier. And if I tell you what you want to know, you will think very little of me. I have nothing to tell you. You must get it into your head that you're no longer a soldier. You're a spy, and you've been caught. You accepted this risk when you came into our line. Well, now you're no longer in the battle. If you're prepared to help me, I can intercede on your behalf. If you don't help me, there's nothing I can do for you. What information did you send? You will have your answer tonight at 0200 hours. That's all you have to say? Yes. Then there's nothing I can do for you. Hello, Colonel. Getting late. Did you make him talk? No, but I have the answer you want. You know how much he sent? Yes. It's a matter of logic. I want you to listen to me very carefully. Well... You must put yourself in the place of this prisoner, Brooker. He's calm. He's very brave. He's a good young officer. Mm -hmm. So, you're a brave young German lieutenant. And you're chosen for a special mission. You'll come through the enemy lines, enter their headquarters, and obtain the plans for the attack. If you're successful, you'll save the lives of your comrades and inflict a heavy defeat on the enemy. Well, you come through the lines, you obtain this information, and you transmit it to your unit. Then you're caught. Now, what do you do? You've sent the information. Your unit is alerted and waiting. 
If you're a brave man and want to see this mission succeed, you say that you were caught too soon. You say that you hadn't time to send it. You try to make sure that the attack will go in as planned and that the enemy will walk into the trap. Do you agree? Yes. Well, now let's take the other possibility. You're still the same young officer. You've obtained the information, but this time you've not succeeded in getting the message through. You are caught before you can send it. Now, you know it's a good plan. Well, Brooker says it'll be a massacre. So what can you do to save your comrade? You insist that you did send it, and you ensure that the plan will be scrapped and the attack called off. Well, your suggestion is this. If he had sent this information, he would say that he had not. Am I right? Hmm. If he had not sent the information, he would say that he had. And try to make us scrap the plan. Yes, I follow this argument, but this man says nothing at all. Yes, that's so. He pretends to say nothing at all. But in his attitude and in all his answers, he implies that his mission was completed and is successful. He leaves me to draw this conclusion, but he makes very sure that I do. His last remark was, you will have your answer at 0200 hours. Well, that's a challenge, isn't it? And one that no commanding officer can afford to risk. Yes, it is. But I am telling you that he's bluffing. Because he was caught before he could send his message. Yes, but this is only deduction. Well, of course. He can be wrong. I, I can't risk the lives of 800 men on this, on, on this deduction. Well, I'm telling you what I believe, for what it's worth to you. Now, you've told me that your original plan offers the highest chance of success and the lowest casualty. I'm telling you that the plan is just as secret now as it was before Brooker came. Well, very well, examine the facts as you know them. You saw Brooker in this room at the briefing. He was quiet and calm. He showed no fear. He talked to you. Well, he asked the captain to tell his battalion that he'd arrived safely. Now, consider how he must send this message. First, he must call his unit. Calling and waiting. And calling again until he gets a reply. Then he's told to go ahead. This takes some time. He was not sending when the captain sat down by the stove. The captain dozed off, and I believe he woke up quickly. I believe he was wakened by this intermittent calling, and not by the steady sending of a long message. But this is only confirmation of my deduction. From my interrogation of your prisoner and from his attitude, I am certain that he didn't have time to send the message. You think he's bluffing? I know he's bluffing. And with good reason. He wants you to call off this attack. Well, thank you, Colonel. Captain, tell Brigade that the battalion attack goes in as planned. If necessary, we can keep D Company in reserve until phase four. Yes, sir. I hope you're all right, Colonel. Would you like to be with us when the attack goes in? Yes. Yes, I'd like to be here. It's lonely at a battalion headquarters when an attack has been launched. Busy, tense, but lonely. I know because I was at the farmhouse when the attack went in. In the signals room, listening to headquarters, talking to companies and platoons as they moved forward out there in the dark. Sunray to Oboe 3, message received, out. Oboe 2, go on Sunray, Oboe 2. Sunray receiving, come in Oboe 2. Oboe 2 to 
Wilson Ray. We wait zero four. Zero four. What message? Over. Captain, Baker Company on 04. Is there any message? Yes. Ask them what they can see from there. Sunray to Obo 2. What can you see from there? What can you see? Over. Obo 2 to Sunray. On position. Still dark and see no movement ahead. All seems quiet. Over. Message received. Out. You heard that, sir? Yes. I'll send this to the brigade. Well, sir. So far, so good. Yes. Now we shall know in the next few minutes whether Brooker was bluffing or not. Yes. Ah, here's the camel. Ah, hello, Pinto. I was down to see the start. It's gone quietly so far. Thank God. Baker Company in position ahead of time, sir. They report no movement on the ridge. Well, soon enough. Yes, sir. But Able Company have run into trouble, sir. Hmm? What trouble? Well, I don't know yet, sir. We're waiting for it. How about the reserve companies? They're moving up now, sir. Message from Able Company, sir. It's all right. It was a patrol. They had a patrol. They took two prisoners and they're now in position. Good. When do they get artillery support? Uh, any minute now, sir. Right. Alert them. Yes, sir. Sir, companies in possession of reserves waiting to go through. Fine. Inform brigade. Yes, sir. Quick saturation. Then the star shells. This is the moment. Ah, there it goes. Don't look so worried, Colonel. There are. Orbital to Sunray. Orbital to Sunray. Star shows up. We are now moving onto the ridge. Out. Now the hand grenades and the bayonets. And the screens and the dark. Message from Able Company, sir. Well, thank you. We're on the ridge, sir. Surprise complete. Uh, inform Brigade. Yes, sir. Well, Colonel, did you find the waiting tough? Yes. It would have been tougher if you'd been wrong. It had been logic to save lives, and I'd sweated it out. But as Colonel Delden said that night, it would have been tougher if I'd been wrong. You've been listening to Spy Catcher with Bernard Archard as Colonel Areste Pinto. The script was written by Robert Barr and the program produced for the BBC by Charles Maxwell. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.